Clovis, building a healthy life together. What's up, everybody? Justin Nault here with another Ask Me Anything episode. This is audio pulled from my weekly Facebook Live, which you can catch every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central at facebook.com slash the Clovis culture. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to this podcast and leave me a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. Each and every review counts. It really, really helps, and it truly means the world to me. Thank you. As always, this episode is brought to you by Clovis. I am the founder and CEO of Clovis, and I am in the business of changing people's lives for the better. I am a certified nutritional therapist, and I have helped over 1,000 people just like you transform their health and wellness. And I want to work with you. To prove it, I'm going to give you a free seven-day trial, which will give you full-blown access to all of the exclusive members-only content that Clovis has to offer. Just visit IamClovis.com slash start. I-A-M-C-L-O-V-I-S dot com slash start start. You will find videos of yours truly and you will find some incredible transformation stories from real life Clovis clients. You will be shocked by the incredible stories that these brave individuals have to tell. Stories of full-blown life transformation. 50 pounds in 8 weeks, 40 pounds in 60 days, 19 pounds in 21 days, 100 pounds in 6 months, you name it, I have a client who has done it. And you can too. Check out IamClovis.com slash start and get started with your free trial today. If you'd like to check out my physical products, ebooks, merchandise, and supplements, I am offering you a very special deal. 30% off your entire first order at IamClovis.com. Just use promo code PERFECTPODCAST for 30% off your entire first order. This includes ebooks, merchandise, and of course, the Perfect Paleo Powder, the original all-in-one paleo-friendly superfood. Beef collagen protein combined with over a dozen whole food ingredients to help you burn fat, regulate blood sugar, promote healthy cholesterol levels, boost energy and cognition, build lean muscle, you name it, the Perfect Paleo Powder can help you achieve it. And again, you can save 30% on your first order when you use promo code PERFECTPODCAST at checkout at IamClovis.com. Again, PERFECTPODCAST, all one word, at checkout for 30% off your entire first order. All right, let's get on with the episode. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? It's Justin. Welcome to Live Ask Me Anything number... 82. 82 weeks of AMAs. Whoa. Holy macaroni. We don't eat macaroni. Just kidding. This is Clovis. What do you think this is? What's up, everybody? Sorry I'm a little late getting the whiteboard set up. It's been a while since we've done a whiteboard, so let me make sure everything's running according to plan. Cool. I got... I can see myself. Hooray. Yes. Okay. Click for more. Um, I can see you got... Oop. I need to mute that to make sure you guys can't hear me through my own computer. I can actually bring this Maybe a little closer. Let's see here. I think I can get you guys a little bit closer. Sorry, I know when I move the camera, you guys get sick and stuff. But hey, just trying to make this setup look good. Okay? Maybe there. We'll see how that does. It's a little bit, uh, little delayed. So let me see how that changes things. What's up, Annika? What's up, Judy? What's up, Sean? What's up, Cameron? What's up, Danielle? What's up, a bunch of people? Who's watching? 
big list of people. Thank you guys so much for being here. I really appreciate it. All right, I can see the camera moving around. It's a pretty significant delay, huh, when I move things around? Let's see. Yeah, that looks pretty good. Cool, we'll stay there. Uh, awesome, what's up? AMA number 82. So, this is gonna be a cool one because um, I've been doing some stuff online that people have really seemed to like with this blood glucose monitoring. So, I'm calling, I was trying to decide what to call this episode. I was gonna call it like becoming your own doctor or becoming your own nutritionist or becoming your own dietitian or whatever. It basically falls under all of those categories. So as you guys know, a lot of the things that I talk about with Clovis are how to get you guys to the point where you don't need me anymore. It's basically the opposite of what every other health and wellness professional wants to do. They want you stuck to their teeth for the rest of your life. So you have to keep paying them for the new programs they release and blah, 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 blah. I don't like to operate that way. I wanna give you guys the tools that you need to be healthy and happy. As you know, I take nutrition, health, and wellness just as a stepping stone for the rest of your life. That's what this episode is. It's part of the stepping stones, the path of stepping stones to the rest of your life, to happy, health, fulfillment, passion, all those things. It's awesome, right? So that's what we're gonna talk about tonight. I'm gonna give you guys some new tools in your arsenal to get yourselves healthy. I'm basically gonna outline how in the next 60 days, if you really just took 60 days, educated yourself, made a few small lifestyle changes, and then did a little bit of biohacking, which is gonna be fun, we're gonna get into that, you would do more for your own health and wellness than every doctor or nutritionist or trainer you've ever talked to in your entire life combined. Except, of course, for me, right? Ah, this guy, right? But all the other ones, nah, that's gonna be more than they've all done for you combined in your whole life, it's gonna be awesome. So first things first, click the happy button, click the like button, click the love button, the laugh button, the wow button, the angry button, however you're feeling, let me know how you're feeling. Talk to your inner child, let your inner child come out and click one of the emojis, tell me about it, okay? So seriously, this one's gonna give you everything you need to be extremely confident in your own metabolic health at the very least, your own metabolic health, which is very important. And like I say, like I have one called aligning your, your goals, align your life with your goals. That's part of the uh, Alexa Amazon skill. You guys have probably heard that. If you don't have me on your flash briefing in the morning, you need to. If you have an, an Alexa device in your home from Amazon, an Echo Tap, an Echo, a, a Amazon Tap, whatever it may be, um, you can subscribe to the Clovis Culture Flash Briefing. That's called the Clovis Culture Audio Experience. So you can set that up on your flash briefing and hear me every morning with your NPR news or whatever you listen to. But there was one called Align Your Life With Your Goals where I talk about what are you looking to do? Most of you don't want to study biochemistry every day. I know that you don't because you don't. If you wanted to, you would do it, right? So most of you don't wanna do the things that I've done. You don't wanna put in that amount of work, those years of studying that I did. So I just wanna get you to a point where you have the tools that you need to move the F on everybody, to just enjoy life. So let's talk about metabolic health. And first things first, as you guys know, I'm gonna be talking about blood glucose monitoring in this episode. Um, actually, I wish I would've grabbed the blood glucose monitor. I might grab that in a second here. But um, first thing I have to do here is give a big, giant, virtual hug, virtual high five, huge shout out to my buddy, Rob Wolf, and his book, Wired to Eat. So I need you guys to understand Everything that I teach you tonight, this entire glucose experiment, was taught to me by Rob Wolf via Wired to Eat, which is a fantastic book. I highly recommend everybody read this book. It's one of my favorite nutrition books, period. Bottom line, end of the day, Rob Wolf is always far ahead of his time. 
He was telling people about blood glucose testing long before the biohackers like me came in and started figuring out how to get devices like the Dexcom G6 continuous blood glucose monitor through our doctors, even though we don't have diabetes. How can we still get prescriptions? I pay for these things out of pocket. Before biohackers like us came in and worked the system and figured out how to use these blood glucose monitors for our own biohacking experiments, Rob was telling people about it, right? He's way ahead of his time. He's brilliant. The guy knows more about biochemistry than I think I could ever wish to know about biochemistry. So huge shout out to Rob. A lot of this work is not my work. I'm just gonna walk you through my experiment piggybacking on the shoulders of a giant who is Rob Wolf, shoes that I could never fill, okay? Understand that, love the guy, love his work. Go read Wired to Eat if you want a deep dive on this and why it works so well, okay? So my current biohacking experiment, hold on, I'm gonna grab this. Okay, so right now I have a continuous blood glucose monitor hooked up to me just behind my love handle, which is out of frame here, but I have a uh, continuous blood glucose monitor hooked up to me. And actually right now I don't have it on because my the blood glucose monitor lasts for 10 days, the specific sensor. So I took that off, giving my skin a little breather. I'm gonna do the sauna, cold shower tonight, scrub off the sticky remnants of the old glucose monitor and inject another sensor into myself tonight for the next 10 days, okay? So I use the continuous blood glucose monitor and I also use this little guy. This is just a precision extra. You can get this for $23 on Amazon, okay? Literally, 23 bucks on Amazon. So we'll talk about that in a second, other tools you can use. But if you've been following me on social media, you know that I've been doing these blood glucose experiments. Now I had no idea that this was gonna happen, but the content that I posted has received more engagement than anything I've ever posted on social media in the history of Clovis. It's staggering. The sheer volume of messages and questions and confusion and comments that I'm receiving, it's absolutely staggering. So for that reason, I'm gonna dedicate this entire episode to teaching you what I've done, how I've done it, why I've done it, and how you can do it yourself. Now, spoiler alert, this is absurdly simple. It's absurdly simple and it's remarkably inexpensive in 2019. Unbelievably inexpensive for all of you, okay? So first I'm gonna walk you through what I've done over the past 10 days or so and why I've done it. Now, newsflash, if you are Clovis, wearing a continuous blood glucose monitor that tracks you 24 hours a day is super boring because it's literally just flat. That's it, there's no blood glucose spikes. They just don't exist. Right, So it's literally just flat across the whole day. So a continuous blood glucose monitor of your Clovis is almost kind of a waste of money. It's just boring data, okay? Because the Clovis plan is perfect for human health, period. And I have all the data to back that up. Like if I had all my thousand clients that I've worked with hooked up to a continuous blood glucose monitor and could track them from day one of their journey to where they are now and show you those results, I could sell my Clovis nutrition protocols for literally millions of dollars to the richest people in the world, right? Unfortunately, I haven't been able to hook up blood, blood glucose monitors to all you guys during your journeys. But currently, again, I'm using a combination of the Dexcom and the Precision Extra. Now, the Precision Extra also allows me to calibrate the Dexcom. The Dexcom has to be calibrated because it's an interstitial fluid. It's measuring blood glucose from my interstitial fluid, not from my actual blood, right? So it measures interstitial fluid, runs an algorithm, gives me a projected serum level of blood glucose, okay? So... I then take the Precision Extra and I test my actual blood, enter it into the app, and that helps the algorithm get more accurate as we go along. So over the course of 10 days, the sensor gets more and more accurate as I continue to calibrate it with this external blood glucose monitor that actually measures blood, okay? 
Now, to be clear, the Dexcom is prescription only. If you are, if you are a diabetic, you should absolutely take full advantage of this and ask your doctor for a Dexcom G6 prescription, okay? Now, I had to use a functional medicine doctor to, to get one who's a very cool guy named Paul Saladino. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. To get my hands on one. A conventional doc is never going to give you one of these if you're not a diabetic, okay? They're just not going to do it. And fair warning, I don't have health insurance. Strategically, I save money that way, believe it or not. I don't have health insurance. I paid $461 out of pocket to track for 30 days with the Dexcom. So it's literally $461 for 30 days of tracking with the Dexcom. It is expensive. And again, if you're on a Clovis plan and you're, you don't plan on testing carbohydrates like we're gonna talk about tonight, if you just wanna see what happens, it's gonna be very expensive. You'd pay 461 bucks just to see a flat line like this. I don't really recommend it unless you're actually going to test. Now, one other citizen science test, science test that I wanna to touch on before we talk about testing blood glucose is your blood pressure, okay? Now, this is because of insulin resistance. I've told you guys this before, 100 million Americans are diabetic or pre-diabetic, that is early stages or later stages of insulin resistance, and 80% of them don't even know that they have it, okay? That's critical to understand. So one of the low-hanging fruits for testing to hint at whether or not you have insulin resistance is actually blood pressure testing, okay? So if your blood pressure is normal, Okay, good sign. Then you have prehypertension, which is systolic 120 from one to about 139, diastolic from about 80 to 89. Then you have stage one hypertension, which is systolic 140 to 159, diastolic 90 to 99. Then you have stage two, just full-blown hypertension, and that is systolic over 160, diastolic over 100. If you are stage two hypertension, the odds of you having insulin resistance are quite high. So I want you to understand that. You may have insulin resistance if you are dealing with hypertension. And a quick note, here's what happens when a lot of people join Clovis. People join Clovis, they are significantly overweight, and they dive in, they're worried about their sugar detox, so they start doing salt shots exactly as I recommend, salt and water to get your electrolytes. electrolytes. Then they write to me and they're all angry. They're angry or their wife is writing to me about how angry their husband is or how angry they are and they're mad at me because they're retaining water like crazy. They're swollen, they're retaining water and they basically decide that I have poisoned them, that I'm a jerk for telling them to do salt shots. So they say, clearly salt shots don't work for me. These salt shots are dangerous. I shouldn't have done this, blah, blah, blah. What they don't realize is they've literally just been handed data that they are insulin resistant, okay? So as insulin levels increase, there's a hormone called aldosterone that also increases, and aldosterone causes the body to retain sodium, thus causes the body to retain water, okay? The salt shots I gave these people are not the problem. Their insulin resistance is the problem. So anybody who has dealt with that problem, I want you to think about that before you email me and try to nail me to a cross and yell at me for telling you to drink salt water. My salt shots are not the problem. Your metabolic dysfunction is the problem, okay? So that's a quick note. You should know your blood pressure before you go into this, and that might actually shed, shed some light on what's going to happen with your blood glucose numbers and will hint whether or not you're creeping in on diabetic, okay? Really important. So let's get into the testing and how it's done. Now, stage one of this, and this is also outlined in Rob's book, but I, I say you go Clovis, full-blown Clovis. Stage one is 
is 30 days Clovis, okay? I really need you to go 30 days Clovis before you dive into doing any kind of blood glucose testing. And another thing worth noting here is October 1st is gonna be the launch of the first ever Clovis Challenge, which is a 21-day challenge, 21-day email series with videos and podcasts, bunch of inf information from me. There's three different uh, eBooks that come with the Clovis Challenge. So that first Clovis Challenge is gonna launch on October 1st. Be a great opportunity for you to do 30 days if you've never bought a custom nutrition plan from me. So you can do 30 days Clovis, then we're gonna get into the blood glucose testing. 30 days, no cheating, do Clovis. That's gonna help these tests be way more accurate, okay? We can correct a little bit of the metabolic dysfunction to get you more accurate testing. This is particularly for those of you that test your blood pressure and have high blood pressure or other hints or symptoms of insulin resistance, okay? So after 30 days, you can get yourself a blood glucose monitor. You do not need a Dexcom. Again, the Dexcom is 24 hours a day. It's expensive, it's prescription only. If you're a diabetic, go get a prescription. You should have one on anyway, right? So get yourself the Precision Extra or the Keto Mojo. So you need a monitor. Now I'll put this all in the show notes, but this is literally Precision Extra. So the word Precision Extra, and then there's Keto Mojo. Uh, Precision Extra is like 23 bucks. Keto Mojo is like 50 bucks. But here's the thing. Both of these also read ketones. So they read these little strips. They read blood glucose strips. Sorry, I dropped the strip. They read little blood glucose strips and they also read ketone strips. So you can measure your blood ketones as well if you're interested in ketosis. Now, Keto Mojo has much cheaper ketone strips, but Precision Extra has cheaper glucose strips and is a cheaper reader. They're both great, right? So get a Precision Extra, geez, tongue twisters, Precision Extra or a Keto Mojo. So now you have your monitor, right? Now what you do is you begin testing. So 30 days Clovis, then you grab your monitor. Now you get into testing. So let's talk about testing. You're going to choose a carbohydrate source. Particularly, choose a carbohydrate source that you would want to have in your daily diet. It's a little different for me because I'm technically a nutrition influencer, running social media channels and all that. So I've just been testing foods like blueberries that I would never put in my daily diet or fermented sourdough bread that I would never put in my daily diet, right? So I've just been kind of messing around because it's fun on social media and people are giving me ideas. You should be picking foods that are part of your staple diet right now or foods that you want to be part of your staple diet going forward. So you need 50 grams You need 50 grams of net carbs from a single food source. No other foods. 50 grams net carbs of a single food source. So for sweet potatoes, that's about 10 ounces of sweet potatoes. Blueberries, I think I ate 15 ounces of blueberries. It was 415 grams of blueberries. I think it was about 62 grams of white rice. It was like three quarters of a cup of white rice. The fermented sourdough was just like one and a half pieces of sourdough bread, right? I did glucose and water, just 50 grams of straight dextrose and water. But no matter how you slice it, you need to figure out the calculations for 50 grams of net carbs from a single source of food, okay? And you're gonna eat this in the morning on an empty stomach. Very important. This should be the first bite of food of the day. You should be fasted. If I had it my way, you'd be fasted for 12 hours from dinner the night before, completely fasted. Eat these 50 grams of net carbohydrates. That's it. Don't eat any other foods. You're gonna wait two hours. Water, black coffee seems to be fine. Black coffee can kind of impact your glucose levels. I'd prefer to see you do just water. Um, so if you really want super clear data, I would do just water. 
So you're gonna eat this food, then you're gonna set a timer for two hours, okay? So eat, this is 50 grams net carbs, eat. You're gonna wait, here's my little clock. <laughs> That's a clock. Wait two hours. Okay, eat 50 grams net carbs from a single food source, set a timer for two hours, and at the two hour mark, test your blood glucose. Literally as simple as that. That's the whole test, that's it, okay? So test your blood glucose after two hours. Now, at that two hour mark, you want that number to be either at or below 115, okay? So after two hours of eating 50 grams net carbs from a single food source, you wanna test your blood glucose and you want that number to come in under 115. So if it's under 115, that food is probably safe for your physiology. That's considered a safe food for you, okay? Now, if it's above 115, that food's probably not a great idea for you. At the very least, it shouldn't be a staple for you in your diet, in a daily diet, or even a few times a week. This should be a very, very rare occurrence for you to eat this food, okay? That's it. That's the entire blood glucose test. This is all that I've done. That's it. There's no crazy magic behind it or anything. That's literally it. You can do this, okay? So, all done. That's it. That's the whole test, okay? So, you wanna be under 115, that's very important. Now we're gonna dig into the most common questions that I've received about this, okay? There's a lot of common questions. And on Instagram, I got hit up with a ton of questions and a lot of them were repeating, okay? It was like over and over and over, I kept getting the same thing, same thing over and over. So when digging into these questions, let me see some of these real quick. Uh, Precision extras 20, remember 50 grams net, yes, exactly. Um, well, to be clear, and Travis, you're probably talking about cooked then, it would be, might be one and a quarter cup of white rice cooked, but certainly not uncooked. A quarter cup of white rice uncooked is like 36 grams net carbs, right? Uh, the cost of the monitor, yeah, Precision Extra is 23. Uh, Keto Mojo, I think is like 50. You can just, just search on Amazon. Um, all right, what else we got here? Okay, so let's jump into the most common questions. These are pretty uh, simple questions over here. You guys got that. So the most common questions I've received. Number one is why 50 grams of net carbohydrates? Now I wanna be clear, it's important to use this number because we need a large enough portion so that we can get a good, strong response from that one specific food in question, okay? But it's also not so large that it's completely impossible to eat. Now for instance, I've been given a lot of examples of foods that you guys want me to test. Somebody wanted me to test coconut milk. I would have to drink 50 ounces of coconut milk to get 50 grams net carbs. It's not feasible, that one can't be tested, right? So for instance, the blueberries I ate seemed like a huge serving to everybody. It was 415 grams of blueberries, or I think it was 15 ounces of raw organic blueberries, okay? But once it was gone, I realized how easy it was to eat and how much I wanted more of it when it was gone. It was delicious, it was like candy, I never eat anything that sweet ever, I never eat fruit, and all I wanted was more afterwards, okay? So fruit is dangerous in that way. So a lot of people came trying to poo-poo my tests because it was such a big amount of food, but this is exactly why I did it. It's very important. So in a minute here, I'm gonna cover how and why you would ever test smaller portions of food as we discuss immune responses. It's really not a good idea at all to start testing with a small amount of food. That doesn't make sense, okay? 
Now, the other question is, why no other foods? This is the number one question that I got, I think. I think this was number one because it came in so many different ways. Now, a lot of it was influencers and bloggers and other people trying to tell me how to manage my own blood glucose, which I don't want to be a total sarcastic jerk about this, but it was hilarious to me, okay? Because here's what happened is this idea of, well, why didn't you mix it with other foods? You should mix it with other foods to make it healthier, right? All these kinds of comments. This has made it super apparent to me that virtually every influencer and blogger out there online who are actively giving people advice, giving people nutrition advice every day. I can't tell you the number of trainers and people that I see giving their friends advice and posting on their Facebook and all this stuff. It's all over the place. It's rampant, people giving nutrition advice, right? Now, this, these comments made it super apparent to me that virtually none of these influencers or bloggers have even the slightest understanding of human biochemistry. They just don't. They don't understand biochemistry. Now, I'm not saying they couldn't understand it or they can't understand it or they're not smart enough to understand it. I'm not attacking them as people. I'm just saying it's apparent that they have never even attempted to study biochemistry. They haven't even attempted it. They just don't know how this works, okay? So let's talk about this idea of combining other foods, why this keeps coming up in the nutrition world. You gotta do this. It's this myth of quote unquote, slowing down the glucose release in the bloodstream or lessening the blood sugar spike or in more common terms, they'll tell you that you can lower the glycemic response or the glycemic index of carbs by eating them with fats and proteins. What this is, is just another one of the endless ways that humans desperately try every day to make carbohydrates magically become less harmful. And it's yet another thing that doesn't work. It's yet another myth, okay? I know, everybody wants carbs to be healthy. They're just not, okay? They're not required for human survival. Something that's just not required by the human body probably not going to be healthy, okay? So stop with the, uh, you guys th really think after 18 months of Clovis of me giving you all this information and the years that I've spent studying biochemistry that I don't know that eating fat with carbohydrates lessens the glucose spike? What? Okay, so let's talk about this. The problem with this myth is there's nothing more obesogenic on earth. I've talked to you guys about this. There's nothing more obesic, obesogenic, which is obesity promoting, than eating sugars and fats together, okay? So now you have people taking high glycemic index foods and smothering them with butter and coconut oil and whatever the hell else. They're literally making the biochemical equivalent of a Krispy Kreme donut and eating them. This is crazy. Now, I'm talking specifically about fat storage here, of course, okay? It's a dangerous combination of energy macros, your energy macros of fat and carbohydrates. Don't combine those two ad nauseum, right? If you're eating a bunch of high glycemic index carbohydrates, don't add a bunch of fat to it. You just shouldn't be eating the high gly glycemic index carbohydrates to begin with, okay? So I'm gonna give you a quick lesson on glycemic index and glycemic load and why this is so important to understand, okay? I feel like I'm running out of time. This one's probably gonna go over, guys, just so you know. So hang out with me a little bit later than usual. Um, okay, so glycemic index and glycemic load, okay? So if we're talking about, let's say, Time, this is gonna be time. I haven't planned this out, sorry. 
we'll say time, and this is glucose. Okay, so time and glucose. So time comes, you're, you eat a carb-rich food, boom. You get a blood sugar spike, okay? So we'll call this zero for glucose. So you get a blood sugar spike. Now, let me explain this to you. This arrow, up and down, this is the glycemic index of that food, okay? So this is the spike in blood glucose that you're gonna get from eating that food. This is this up and down arrow. That's the spike. A spike is totally natural, everybody, okay? A, a, a blood glucose spike is going to happen when you ingest something that can only be broken down in the body as glucose, okay? All carbohydrates are broken down in the body as sugar. They all end up glucose eventually. So you're putting this amount of sugar, this is the spike if you have that, that carbohydrate source all by itself, that's the glycemic index. Now I'm gonna draw you another arrow, okay? This arrow, this horizontal arrow, is the glycemic load, okay? So you have glycemic index, the spike itself, the glycemic load, how long it takes the body to clear the glucose from the bloodstream, okay? So this is the glucose spike. This is how long it takes the body to handle that glucose spike by clearing said glucose from the bloodstream, okay? Glycemic index versus glycemic load. Let me tell you what you're doing when you just add a bunch of fat to your system with these high glycemic carbohydrates. Think about it like this. I can take a syringe and I can put the syringe in your vein and I can push the plunger, right? Bam. Let's say I'm injecting glucose in your veins. Syringe, plunger down, syringe push, right? Or I can use a smaller needle, hook it up to a bag, and I can give you a slow IV drip of glucose that lasts for hours. You need to understand that you are not changing the amount of glucose, sugar, going into the system. If you're eating 50 grams net carbohydrates, just because you add grass-fed butter to it doesn't magically make it 25 grams of glucose in your system. You need to understand this. Everyone that sent me these comments, please understand. You are not changing the glucose load going into the body. You're just changing how long it takes for it to enter the bloodstream and how long it takes for your system to process it. Because now your system has to digest multiple macronutrients and on top of that, the fat that you're eating simply slows gastric emptying. So the whole digestive process ends up taking longer. So this entire endeavor here with this glucose bolus in your veins just ends up taking longer, okay? This is critical to understand. And yet again, this is just a common nutrition myth. Add fat and the food, the carbs get healthier, right? It's just a nutrition concept that gets thrown around all day, every day, day in, day out by bloggers and trainers and whoever else who have never studied biochemistry. Okay? You need to be careful with this nonsense and don't parrot this stuff either. Don't run around and tell your friends this stuff. If you don't understand how this works, don't go pretending that you do. Okay? This is very, very important. Very important. Now, if you ate the same carbohydrate source with a bunch of fat, the other thing that will happen is because it's a slow IV drip, 
you might not register or measure, you might not measure the same negative response in the body. Even though a negative response is still happening, it's just happening at a lower level that's harder to quantify, okay? So you could easily test a carbohydrate with a bunch of healthy fat and get a good reading under 115 and be like, hey, this food is safe for me when this food is absolutely not safe for you. This is why we eat the foods alone. This is why we eat the 50 grams of net carbs alone to get accurate data and remove all these other variables. Removing other variables is just good science, everybody, okay? Even if you're just doing citizen science in your kitchen, which is what this is, it's important to get it right. So I hope this was helpful. It looks like I got some light bulb moments over here, some people that did not understand this concept before this. I, and I could tell, no, guys, I'm telling you, we're talking people with 40,000 followers who like do nutrition full time, sending me these same comments. And then I send this to them in the messages and they're like, oh my God, I had no idea. That makes so much sense. Wow, you know? So you gotta, I, and again, I'm not attacking these people. It's just, it just became abundantly clear to me how surface level most people really are in the world of nutrition. They just don't understand what they're talking about on a deep level. That's tricky when they're running around giving everybody nutrition advice, you see what I mean? So the other question is, why do we test at two hours? This was another common one I got. Why do we test at two hours? We test at two hours because this right here, this blood sugar spike is completely normal. Again, if you take in a load of carbohydrates that gets broken down as glucose in the body, a glucose spike is completely normal when you eat a bolus of carbohydrates. If there were no spike at all, you might not even be human, okay? If something crazy is going on there. So this is also why I tested pure glucose in water. I drank 50 grams of glucose mixed in my Nutribullet in water and just chugged it. And it was awful, by the way. It tasted gross. Now this is basically called a, an oral glucose tolerance test. An oral glucose tolerance test is done to basically one of the things that's done to diagnose prediabetes or diabetes, right? Now, to be honest, I knew how this one was gonna go. I was just trying to prove a point. Um, it's not just the sugar that we're worried about. Again, a healthy metabolism should be able to handle pure sugar very quickly with zero problems. The glycemic load of pure sugar should be very, very short-lived, no problem at all. Healthy metabolism can just blow glucose right out of the system, no problem and I passed with flying covers, with flying colors, I'm sorry. At the two hour mark, with pure sugar, so just sugar, at the two hour mark, my blood glucose was down to 75, okay? Now I'm gonna show you guys something crazy. Every other carb source that I tried failed this test, and most of them failed it pretty miserably, okay? So I'm gonna walk you through my personal tests. So again, we had sugar, 75. These are all my measurements two hours after eating this. Sugar, 75. Next in line was white rice. I'm actually doing these in terms of the best response I got. White rice was 124. So I failed, that's over 115, right? The next one was sweet potato, uh, I'm sorry, sourdough bread. Sourdough bread came in at 132. That's another big failure there. That's a failed one. Okay, done. The next was sweet potatoes.
Sweet potatoes came in at 154. That's a definite failed test there, okay? Two hours later, way too high. And the worst of all, the worst of all foods was blueberries, fruit. My old friend fruit that I'm a huge fan of, as you all know, right? Blueberries, two hours later, 164. Ladies and gentlemen, 164, 154, these are diabetic level numbers for blood glucose, okay? Diabetic level numbers for blood glucose. I need you to understand that. But diabetic levels for blood glucose, even though my oral glucose tolerance test came in at 75 for pure sugar. How does that make sense, everybody? How does it make sense that I handled pure sugar just fine and all these other foods from plants really wrecked my system. That shows us sugar is not necessarily the problem. It is the package that the sugar comes in. You see what we're saying here? It's the package the sugar comes in. Now, what I want to get, I'm going to teach you this word. Immunogenic. This has to do with the immunogenic response in the body. The immunogenic responses to different foods. So I need you to understand something. When the body is under significant stress, hormones are released. Namely, what do we know? The stress, stress hormone. What's the major stress hormone? You guys can put it in the comments. You know. It's cortisol. We've talked about this a lot, okay? So if the body is extremely stressed, hormones are released. Namely, cortisol. What cortisol can also do is spike insulin, which can also lead to higher glucose levels. That big spike in insulin can actually cause gluconeogenesis. It can cause the body to make its own glucose because it's like, why do we have all this insulin? What's going on, right? So it's very, very important. So this whole idea of the body being under stress and adapting, this is one of the adaptations of stress, this cortisol spike, thus insulin spike, thus glucose level spike, okay? So very important to understand. My body was under Stress. My body was stressed out. This is an immunogenic response to these foods, okay? So part of my raised glucose for all these other tests was my immune system responding to the stress of plant toxins, okay? Now, I want to talk about this blueberries test even more because here's where it starts getting really nuts, everybody, okay? This was hands down the worst food that I tested for my personal physiology, okay? This is the worst food that I tested for me. Now, let's talk about why. My blood glucose was 164 two hours later, but what do we know about fructose, fruit sugar? Well, not what do we know, what do I know about fructose, right? Fructose is supposed to have the smallest impact on blood glucose of all sugars, okay? So fructose should have the smallest impact on blood glucose levels, yet at two hours later, my blood glucose levels were at diabetic levels. But wait a minute, the sugar in, in blueberries is literally virtually 100% fructose, okay? So why would I see a giant spike in blood glucose? So first things first, let's talk a few quick notes about fructose, which is the most dangerous sugar of all for human health, okay? Fructose, raises blood sugar levels more gradually than glucose and does not appear to immediately impact insulin levels. So we know that the fructose 
doesn't spike blood glucose, and that the fructose doesn't impact insulin levels. But wait, my blood glucose was off the charts, which means my insulin had to dump, okay? But fructose supposedly doesn't impact those things. Okay, well, then the immune system did it, duh, okay? And then, even though fructose doesn't raise your blood sugar right away, it actually has longer negative effects, long-term negative effects, okay? So here's the thing, your liver processes fructose exclusively. Your liver has to convert fructose into glucose before your body can use it for energy or store it as triglycerides, okay? Because triglycerides are stored with glycerol, this is glucose. So eating large amounts of fructose can actually raise your blood triglyceride levels as well because that excess fructose is stored and packaged as triglycerides. Excess fructose also irrefutably raises the risk of metabolic syndrome, insulin resistance, and non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Again, because fructose is processed exclusively in the liver, just like alcohol, which is why both excessive consumption of alcohol and excessive consumption of fructose can both lead to fatty liver disease. Yes, I just compared the dangers of eating fructose and the danger to the dangers of, eat, of drinking alcohol. I'll say that again. I just compared the dangers of eating excess fructose to the dangers of drinking excess alcohol. Why? Because that is a fair and accurate assumption, ladies and gentlemen. I have been teaching you about fruit for over 82 weeks now, okay? Since we know these things to be true of fructose, it becomes abundantly clear to me that what was happening in my body with this glucose level a full two hours after eating the blueberries is that I was having a significant immune response to those blueberries. Now this is where guys like my buddy Paul Saladino, the carnivore MD, and all these other carnivores come out and they're screaming about, they're screaming about these compounds in plant materials that are harmful to humans. It is irrefutable that these carbohydrate sources, these plants, contain toxins. Yes, there are plant toxins in carbohydrates, period. That's all there is to it. Now, of course, different people will respond to all these foods different ways. You guys can test all these foods yourself and it can be completely backwards. You might have diabetic levels for sugar. You might have next to no response for blueberries. It's all up to you. That's why I'm not saying you don't need to not eat these foods. My tests have nothing to do with you. I'm just giving you my data so you can see how staggering this is. And you should understand that based on this oral glucose tolerance test, my metabolic health is perfect. And Paul Saladino and I do blood work together. He runs my blood work and we go through it. I assure you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm probably the healthiest person that you know, according to blood work and according to metabolic function. I assure you, and I'm having these kinds of responses. So I want you to think about what might happen in your shoes or your loved one's shoes or whatever. This is, this is a significant immune response, okay? It's a really big deal. Again, when the body's under significant stress, it will release cortisol that can spike insulin, can spike blood glucose. It's my firm belief that that's what was happening in my body after this two hours, okay? Now, the other thing to remember is it is critical to be on the lookout for other symptoms of an immune response. Now, what I will tell you is I had virtually no symptoms top to bottom until I got to blueberries. I'm actually kind of scared of retesting other foods or retesting any of these or testing other foods, testing other fruit. A lot of people want me to test other fruits. I'm nervous about it. Why? Because within 45 minutes of eating these blueberries, I had brain fog. I had a headache. I was having a really hard time doing work on my laptop. I was starving. I was so hungry. It was painful and I'm never starving. The whole next day, I dealt with sugar cravings. I never have sugar cravings. This thing hijacked my whole system. It's absolutely bananas. 
These are just cut and dry symptoms of immune response, okay? So I didn't have any of those symptoms with white rice, sourdough, sweet potato, sugar, nothing. It's crazy, all right? So let me see. There's a lot of comments over here going on. Let's see what's going on. Yep, everyone is different. Loving this. Awesome. Hit me so hard. Always a white belt. And that's the best mindset to have. You, if you're always a white belt, nobody expects anything from you. Trust me. I know this from jujitsu, okay? Um, at least they recognize they didn't understand. Yeah, the influencers that I corrected were super cool about it. They were like, oh my God, I never thought of this. I could see it made their wheels spin. They're like, oh crap, I've been telling my people something that may not necessarily be true. You see what I'm saying? Um, everyone is different. Yep, makes me wonder how honey would compare. Why? Honey's got a boatload of fructose in it, right? Honey's a mix. I believe it's a, it's a, it's a mix of different sugar compounds, but we could just look at like, you know, probably partly glucose, probably partly fructose, whatever. I'd, I'd, I would argue, depending on the amount of fructose, I can't remember exactly how much fructose is in honey, but if it's, if it's a significant amount of fructose, yeah, it's worth testing. Worth testing. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll test, uh, maybe we'll test honey. What else we got here? So even though the body doesn't know the difference between sugar, natural or otherwise, mix it with an immune response exclusively to each person. I'm sorry. I don't understand what you're saying, Danielle. That's a tricky one. <laughs> Let me reword that. <laughs> but anyway, all right, let's dive back in. So let's see here. Now I'm running out of time, so I'm gonna try to rush through this real quick. But the other thing I wanted to tell you is this idea of eating less, okay? When, sure, everybody kept saying the single biggest question I got is, well, eat less. Nobody eats that many blueberries. Now I've already explained, explained why we need to eat that much to get an accurate test, why 50 grams of net carbohydrates is a really accurate test. Now, you can retest foods if you want to, but you have to meet two criteria in my opinion. Um, I don't know if I need to put it up here. Yeah, I can just tell you this. There's two criteria that you need to match for you to retest a food for any reason, okay? So you came one, yes, Danielle, that's what I said, everyone is different, 100%. That's what I've been harping on here. Everyone is different, absolutely, okay? So two criteria that you have to meet to retest a food, one, with the 50 grams of net carbs, you came in very close to 115 at the two hour mark, say maybe 118 to maybe even 125. If you get to like the 130s, eh, it's probably not a good food for you, okay? But if, if one, you came in very close to 115, and two, you really, really want that food to be a staple in your diet. Because the thing with me is everything I've tested, I don't really care if they're not a staple in my diet, really doesn't impact me whatsoever. I can take foods or leave them. All I care about is my optimal health. Okay. And we'll get into that on the back end as well. But here's the analogy that I'll come up with to help people understand. I could have six shots of tequila and get drunk. I could also just have one shot of tequila and not get drunk. That does not mean that the single shot of tequila is somehow healthy for my body. It is still toxic. The one shot of tequila is still toxic. It's just slightly less toxic than the six shots of tequila all at once. Now I'm gonna talk about this a little bit further down the road. We're gonna talk about the immunogenic response of foods again, okay? So the danger of only testing with smaller portions is right off the bat, if you were to just start with a smaller portion right off the bat, there still could be an, an immunogenic response to that food, but it's very hard to measure because it's so small, okay? You could still be having a negative reaction, but not significant enough to register. And here's why this is very dangerous. Because in my opinion, this is actually how chronic disease happens. 
okay? So you may be suffering from low-level immune responses, which means low-level inflammation from carbohydrate sources that you're eating, quote-unquote, in moderation every damn day, every single day, day after day, for months, for even years. So you're having low-level immune responses, low-level inflammation, impacts from these carbohydrates for years. The next thing you know, you got to hire me because you're 40 pounds overweight, you're insulin resistant, and you're telling me you don't know how it happened. You're going, I don't know what happened. I've been eating clean for years. I eat plenty of fruit and vegetables every day. I load up on fruits and vegetables all day, every day. Guys, I'm telling you right now, when it comes down to blood work, when it comes to blood work and correcting metabolic dysfunction, the most challenging clients that I have are vegans. People that come to me from vegan, their health has fallen apart, they want my health, they are hands down the most difficult cases to repair because their metabolic dysfunction is off the charts. Their gut health is atrocious and their blood work is terrible. The ones that have done blood work that have let me see it, now again, I'm not a doctor, I don't play one on the internet, I can't actually give you advice on your blood work, I'm not allowed to do that, but I've seen blood work of vegans and it is terrifying. It can literally take years to repair the health of a vegan. I just want you to understand that because I think this is compounding low-level inflammation, low-level immune response, 24 hours a day, seven days a week with all three square meals a day and they're just hammering their immune system. It's really, really terrible, okay? So that's the only time that you would ever want to deal with a retest. Why you would even want to consider a retest is if you're coming in real close to 115 and you want something to be a staple part of your diet. But if you're up there in those nasty levels, I see no reason to retest. Like there's not a food that I've registered so far. The closest one is white rice. I do pretty well with white, white rice. I use it post-workout. We can talk about that in a minute. Um, but um, I just want to explain to you that you need if, if, if you want a carbohydrate source, you're going to want to go for the ones with the lowest response. So if you have one that's an off-the-charts immune response, again, don't make excuses for carbohydrates. Don't try to eat it with healthy fats. Don't make it be a part of your staple diet. Don't do any of that. Now, before I dump into these uh questions because I see some questions popping up. I'm trying not to look at them because then I lose my train of thought. <laughs> but uh, here's the thing. Here's what I want to touch on. I was going to get a little more sciencey with some post-workout stuff, but that would apply to less than 1% of you. Actually, probably just Travis because he asked me the question earlier. Um, but here's the thing. Why did I do all this? Why did I do this to myself? Why am I sharing this information with you? Why am I doing this? Let me explain to you why, okay? I have gotten to be good buddies with Paul Saladino the carnivore MD. Paul is now my doctor. He is amazing. He is brilliant. He is the Jedi to end all Jedis of blood work. It's amazing to go over blood work with him. He's one of the sharpest dudes I've ever met in my life. I'm genuinely honored to call this man my friend. Truly, understand that. I believe in what he's doing. I believe in his knowledge and I believe in the science behind the carnivore diet as a therapeutic modality, okay? I'm probably eating maybe 90% carnivore these days myself. Now, to be clear, I'm not saying you need to do that. I'm not saying that at all. This is just what I'm choosing to do, okay? Understand that. This is a choice for myself at my stage in life. I biohack all the time. I switch up my fitness all the time. I switch up my nutrition. I switch up biohacks. I switch up everything. I love this stuff. I test myself endlessly. Don't do what I do. Don't worry about what I do, okay? All that said, I want to balance life. You guys have heard me talk about the blue zones, right? Everyone gets obsessed with what the blue zones eat. I don't care about what the blue zones eat. The blue zones have community, have tribe, have family. 
They spend times with lo time with loved ones. Their stress level is virtually nothing. Half of them don't even have the word retire in their language because they just don't, because they live lives of passion, okay? What the Blue Zones have taught us is that community is one of the core pillars of human health, along with not marrying an asshole and not having a job that you hate. Those are two very important things, okay? So I'm gonna give you an example of my life of what I mean by community. I will never leave out community as one of my core pillars of health. I will sacrifice other aspects of my health for that core community pillar because I think it's that important. So let me give you an example. Last week, I tested all these foods. Sweet potatoes and blueberries were both miserable failures for me. Miserable failures. This past Sunday, I had my usual family Sunday dinner. Papa Nault cooked an amazing meal and I ate roasted sweet potatoes and I ate blueberries at the same meal in paleo blueberry bread. I mixed all the fats and all the sugars. Yes, they were paleo friendly, whatever. We're, my family's always gonna be healthy, just period. There's always gonna be paleo, keto friendly stuff everywhere, okay? But even after I failed those tests miserably, I sat down at the table with my family and I ate roasted sweet potatoes and I ate blueberries and I even made a keto coconut blondies recipe myself. I showed up with a keto recipe dessert, okay? Another example, this past Friday, I went to my good friend Chris and Angela's house, okay? Hung out with them, hung out with a couple other friends, and we had dinner and a campfire. Had big giant grass-fed steaks, I ate a big salad with tomatoes and cheese and lectins all over the place, then I ate the roasted veggies, and I brought a same keto-friendly dessert, actually they had this keto-friendly dessert, they introduced it to me, and I showed up with two bottles of Dry Farm wines. And we drank all the dry farm wines and we added some white claw on top of that dry farm wines sitting around the campfire. I regret none of it. I feel no guilt. That's still literally a, a basically a Clovis friendly meal as close as you can get to it, right? Both of these nights were spent with loved ones and included great food, great drinks, great conversations, and lots of laughs. I can't think of anything more healthy for the mind, body, and spirit. I am not giving that stuff up, ladies and gentlemen. Period. I have this conversation with Paul Saladino all the time. I love black coffee, okay? He doesn't. Cool, whatever. I'm drinking black coffee. I'm going to my friend's house. I'm drinking dry farm wines. I'm going to eat the salad that my friend prepared for me. I'm going to eat the homemade paleo blueberry bread that my dad made. There's going to be zero guilt for that ever, and I'm not giving it up. Here's what I am actually trying to teach you. Here's the big light bulb. Here's the mindset shift that I want you to get from this entire experiment and why I'm sharing this with the world. If I can get you, pay close attention to this, if I can get you to stop using food as a daily reward system, if I can get you to view food as fuel and nutrients about 90% of the time, then you will have true freedom. Freedom to live a robust life which includes social experiences and community, like the nights that I just shared from this past week. My Friday and Sunday were amazing. Time spent with your tribe, the people you love and care about. How much of a bummer is it when your friend shows up to dinner and they're just like, oh, I can't eat that. I took a food sensitivity test and it said that I can't eat butter. Did you cook those veggies in butter? Oh my God, did you? I can't eat them. <laughs> How ridiculous is that? Ridiculous, okay? So this is what I'm saying. I don't want you to have to be that person. You don't have to be that person. But I want to be clear here. I am till, still telling you to be Clovis. 
I am not telling you to go to Waffle House with your family and eat a full stack of pancakes smothered in syrup with bananas and chocolate chips on top. I'm not telling you to show up at parties and eat all of the provided ice cream cake and the Doritos and the pizza and drink the beer. I will never be that person. That's not what we're talking about here. I'll never be that person with a gun to my head. That's not going to happen. I'm still telling you to be Clovis, okay? But as you know, Clovis allows a ton of approved carbohydrates in plant foods, right? What's the problem? There's no problem. Eat the plant foods. Have the dessert recipes from the Perfect Paleo Cookbook. Use the approved sweeteners in your coffee or whatever else you want to do, right? Go ahead and do that. That's fine. But what I'm telling you is you don't need endless mouth pleasure from sweets whether they're keto-friendly or paleo-friendly or not, every damn second of every damn day. You don't need this every day. I might have a paleo or Clovis-approved dessert or homemade paleo bread once a week, maybe if I'm lucky. So what I'm saying to you is I want you to understand that just because a carbohydrate source like blueberries or sweet potatoes are a Clovis-approved food, that doesn't necessarily mean you should eat them every day. It also doesn't necessarily mean that they're appropriate for your physiology and your immune system. If I made an approved foods list that was safe for every single person's immune system, that list would contain zero foods and we would all die, okay? There's no way that you can compensate for every single immune system on the planet. We're all different, okay? So if you have poor reactions to food, remove them and save them for maybe once in a great while when you're with your friends, when you're in community. I'm not trying to put you on a zero carb diet. I'm not trying to make you a carnivore. I'm not trying to convince you that vegetables are gonna kill you. I'm just tired of watching everyone still walk around talking about cheat foods and cheat meals and counting calories and how hard it is to eat at restaurants and how hard it is to eat with friends and family and wine, wine, complain, complain. Like my own Clovis people, I hear them like, I don't want to go to a restaurant. What if they cook in hydrogenated vegetable oils? What if they do? 90% of my time, I'm cooking my meals in my house, right? I have a robust immune system. Oh my God, one tablespoon of hydrogenated vegetable oil that was in the steak that I ordered at dinner. I still ordered a steak and a side of broccoli and maybe some sweet potatoes. Who knows, right? Holy crap, I'm gonna kill myself. This is what I'm saying, everybody, is just control as, many, as much of your time as you can. Eat well when you're at home. You don't need a stash of junk food in your house. You just don't, okay? If you can just change the way that you view food 90% of the time, being healthy is not difficult, everybody. It's just not difficult, okay? That's what I'm trying to outline for you here. If you can make this one simple mind, mindset change, your entire life will be different, I promise you. I want my tribe to walk around not being delusional. Clovis family, don't be delusional. I wrote a whole article about this. It's on the blog at iamclovis.com called Stop Lying to Yourself. People run around eating bullshit foods in moderation, eating this stuff, pretending it's healthy. Every single day they're eating servings of this stuff and they're pretending and making up stories in their heads and lying to themselves about how good these foods are for you. I want you to walk through life like I do with your nutritional eyes wide open. My eyes are wide open. When I drink a full bottle of dry farm wines by myself, I know exactly what I'm doing for my health. I know exactly what I'm doing and I know it's not good for me. Certainly not beneficial, right? I can mitigate the damage by choosing dry farm wines, but I'm not gonna pretend it's beneficial and I don't feel guilty when I do it. 
When I go to dad's house at Sunday dinner and I eat paleo ice cream and I eat paleo, homemade paleo bread and I eat all the roasted sweet potatoes and I probably take in 250 grams of carbohydrates in a single sitting, I don't pretend that that's bad for me. Guess what, everybody? I still have abs, okay? And I'm not saying that in the way that you think I'm saying of this aesthetically pleasing thing or trying to be a six-pack abs guy. I'm saying if you get to the point, just get yourself to healthy. Then it's just maintenance, everybody. If you just handle being healthy 90% of the time and go through life with your eyes wide open, stop this hide your head in the sand, well, the glass of wine is fine as long as I do it in moderation, or the fruit is fine as long as I do it in moderation. I ate some bread yesterday, but it's okay. I only ate one slice of bread, and then I skipped dinner to save the calories at night, and people endlessly walk themselves through this cycle of bullshit. Just play tricks on their own psychology. It's, it's terrible to watch, okay? No guilt, no shame. Stop just making up stories in your head. There's a lot of stuff that just isn't healthy. Accept it and move on. Don't be a whiny baby about it. You see what I'm saying? Take care of your body perfectly, 90% of the time. Then the other 10% can literally be a free-for-all and you don't have to feel shame or guilt about it because watching people replay this shame and guilt loops in their mind over and over and over at every single social setting that I go to, and the fact that I can't go to a dinner, I can't go to a restaurant, I can't hang out with family, I can't go to a music venue, I can't go anywhere without somebody telling me their opinions and beliefs on their nutrition because they know I'm the Clovis guy. And guess what? All their opinions are wrong, okay? But they're spinning webs in their brain, everybody spinning constantly trying to justify their own understanding of nutrition and none of them have ever opened a biochemistry book so this is where we're at everybody i'm trying to get you to go through life with eyes wide open that's it so you can live a fully robust life eat what you want at your mom and dad's house it's not a big deal the one meal is not going to kill you i swear to god if one person messages me on christmas and thanksgiving telling me that they hit their macros I'm gonna punch them through the phone, right? You don't wanna be that person. That's not, there's no way to live life, okay? So this is why I give you, I give you all the tools and data that you could possibly need to go through life with eyes wide open, okay? Understand that. All right, let's dive into some questions since we went over 9 p.m. What do we got? I'm gonna go up first and then we'll work our way down. What do we got? Jessica, but just because someone doesn't get over 115 doesn't mean they should eat something loaded with lectins. 100%. That's 100% true. So many people I know talk about how bread doesn't bother them and supposedly have no immune response. But again, it doesn't mean it should ever be consumed, right? 100%. All, to be clear, I most like, if you take away sourdough and white rice, I guess, you, I'm really trying to test Clovis friendly. You should be testing Clovis approved foods. Like I said, you should only be testing foods that you want in your daily diet. No human should eat gluten. That debate is not a debate anymore, anybody. This, it's just over. Gluten is not appropriate for human consumption. There's no health benefits whatsoever and a ton of negative consequences. Well, I don't think anybody should eat any grains, period. I don't think you should be eating fermented sourdough regularly. I don't think you should be eating corn regularly. You shouldn't be eating any kind of bread, popcorn, whatever the hell grain you can come up with. No, no grains. And you should probably shouldn't be eating a whole bunch of lectins. You could test yourself against nightshades and see what happens. But the other thing is there's countless immune systems in the body. The number of adaptations, the body, the body's literally an adaptation machine. It's all it does. You give it inputs and it adapts. That's what happens, right? So you could test yourself against 10 pounds of nightshades and maybe not have a blood glucose spike at all, but be throwing up and have a headache and feel dizzy and shit yourself, 
right? But your blood glucose didn't spike. This isn't the only measure for an autoimmune response. So take, remember that, that's a very good point, Jessica. Just because this doesn't spike doesn't mean that other things aren't happening. That's why I was careful with the blueberries to tell you that you have to look for other things. I got brain fog, I was working on my computer and I'm really good at working on my computer and was like really struggling. Then I felt really hungry. The next day I woke up in the morning just craving carbs, like holy crap, right? There's way more responses in the system than just the blood glucose. Jackie, also if you drank tequila every day, that might be alcoholism, also a problem, six shots or not. Yeah, and if you eat sugar every day, that's also an addiction. We just, for some reason, don't look at it the same way. Ridiculous. If you drink orange juice, eight ounces of orange juice every day. If you drink eight ounces of tequila every day, you got a real problem, addict. If you drink eight ounces of orange juice every day, you got a real problem, addict. Just saying. What else we got? Most people are so metabolically messed up, they have zero idea what bothered looks or even feels like. Yeah, I did that in AMA once. I, Jackie, we might have a clip of that somewhere. But I'm literally just like, anytime a 300 pound person looks at me and they're like, what do you mean I can't eat grains? I've never had a problem with grains before. Can we talk about the elephant? Actually, I can't say elephant in the room. That's super mean. That, that is not what I intended to say there. But yeah, you're 300 pounds. You're having a hell of a problem with grains. I guarantee it, right? What are we talking about here? Nuts. This is gold, Annika, thank you very much. Amazing stuff, love this. What else we got here? Of course, Mike, you want the recipe for the blueberry paleo, but I'm telling you, sometimes I'm gonna put my head through a wall. <laughs> what are we doing here, buddy? What did I just talk to you about? And that's what you pull? You. <laughs> All right, sure, I'll give you the fucking recipe for paleo bread. <laughs> I just found out about you and Ben Greenfield in the same week and I can't get enough, Luke. Boom, I love hearing that, dude. Let me know where you heard of me from. That's awesome, because I want to give a shout out to uh, whoever introduced you to me. That'd be great. Probably Paul Saladino, if I had to guess. Paul is the man. He's super legit. What else we got? Um, yeah, everyone talks like that. It won't end. Most of them are the ones that hit the gym. Oh, God. The, the, gym, the gym junkies are the absolute worst for nutrition. Never listen to them, ever. Okay? Period. What else we got? Absolutely mind and body. Ego, ego, ego. It's a daily battle and a choice, 100%. Ego is huge. Everybody has it. Ego will never go away. It's a constant daily practice to squash that ego. It's very, very difficult, and I've been working on it for years, and I know that I sure as shit don't have it mastered. I don't know how, but we're going to try, right? What else we got? I'm looking to get raw goat milk or raw cow milk. Why? No reason for it. No reason. People will try to cite endless benefits of raw dairy. There's just no reason to consume dairy. There is no metabolic, biological, beneficial reason to consume dairy. Again, this is another thing that people are justifying as much as they probably can, as much as they possibly can. They're trying to find a reason for this to make sense. They're trying to find a reason to make foods that they love be good. You just like drinking milk. Congratulations, you like drinking milk. You know what I mean? It's like not, I, I see no reason for it. What else we got here? Travis, challenge accepted. <laughs> Stand by for macros text. On the holidays, come on, man. Come on, go live a better life. <laughs> what else we got? Annika, such a great point. Sam Price and I were talking today and talked just about this. Clovis is a lifestyle. We don't feel guilty for having experiences because Clovis is just how we eat. That's it, just done. That's it. Eat food, that's what it's for, it's for nourishment. This is the thing, is everybody goes, but what, I've been through this a million different ways in AMAs, but what about culture? 
What about traditional foods? What about the holidays? What about celebrations? What about the PTA meeting? What about the youth group? What about the church after party? What about baseball? We have to celebrate at every fucking societal event on planet Earth with garbage food. No, we don't. This is broken, everybody. Correct it. Correct the way that you view food. If you want food to be a reward system, that's fine. Guess what? You don't deserve a reward every day. Okay? I work my ass off. I work my ass off for thousands of people online. I work all day every day. I don't deserve a reward every day. I don't think that at all. So you think most people running around their average everyday life just deserve a reward of food every day? I deserve dessert every day. Today was a rough day. You know, it's crazy. Like this reward system thing has to stop. If you really want food to be a reward, rewards should happen very few and far between. Otherwise, they don't mean anything anymore. A glass of wine on a Sunday night with your tribe is a lot more meaningful if you didn't have three glasses of wine watching reality TV Monday through Saturday, right? All of a sudden that glass of wine is not a reward, that's called a habit. What are we doing? Should I check my son's blood sugar? Yes, I highly recommend it, but it's gonna be tricky because you have to prick your son's finger and he's probably not gonna love that. But yes, this all goes for kids as well. Your kids are having immunogenic responses to food too, guaranteed, all right? Letitia, are you off this weekend? I want to call so you can tell me your experience with Clovis. Uh, you're probably talking to somebody that's not me. Okay, sorry about that. I literally snorted. Awesome. Jackie, I'll find it. Yes, thank you. I needed to laugh. Thanks. Awesome. Laughing is very important. Interesting. True. You're cracking me up. You're welcome. I like making people laugh. It's really fun. Eat to live, not live to eat. Yes, 100%. But the other thing to remember is that this is really broken. And I'm, I'm sorry. This is actually, this was posted on Instagram today. I literally have a quote from me. That's like, if the best part of your day, life should not be full of sugary reward systems. If the best part of your day is the three bites of Wendy's Frosty that you get, you're doing life wrong. And I hate, I'm saying that with an ultimate love and empathy. You need to change things. If the best part of your day is sugary bullshit food, then you need to change your life. You need to go to the Clovis Culture Podcast. You need to listen to the Just Justin episodes. You need to listen to me talk about who's happy are you chasing? Whose dreams are you chasing? You need to put my Alexa flash briefing skill on your Amazon Echo device. You need my voice in your ear every morning telling you that you don't have to settle for bullshit. You don't have to settle for bad partners. You don't have to settle for living in a shitty place. You don't have to settle for parents and family members who make you feel bad. You don't have to settle for gossiping friends. You don't have to settle for a job with a boss that you hate that's not enough money. It's 2019, everybody. I can teach you how to build an online marketplace in a day. You don't need to live a life that you hate, period. If the best part of your day is sugary bullshit food, we got to fix your life, not your diet. We got to fix your life. That should not be the best part of your day, okay? Oh my God, the hand gestures and jokes today are literally the best. I'm guilty of some of this shit too. And thanks, Justin, for making this obviously absurd and hilarious. Yes, it has to be absurd. A lot of times, this is what I call shaking people awake. I have to shake people awake. I actually have a song that I wrote about this that I never released. I should release that at some point. But yeah, literally shaking people awake. That's what I try to do here. And understand this is all coming from love and empathy. I want you guys to be happy. But for you to be happy, sometimes I have to pull you out of the bullshit that society has dumped on your head. It's literally like Biff in Back to the Future. The truck backs up with manure and dumps a whole bunch of shit on your head for thirty decade, three decades, and then Justin has to come along and shovel you out of the horse manure to get you to understand that there's this life over here that can be awesome with like a little bit of effort. 
You see what I'm saying? Don't be biff. Don't stay covered in manure. Wake up. I'll help you clear the manure off. I'll dig you out of there. But once you're out, you got to clean yourself up. Okay? I can give you all the information, but it's up to you from there. That's it. Only winners get sprinkles. <laughs> nice. All right. Anybody have any questions? This was a long one. This went way over. But my sauna's heating up, so I'm happy. It's right over there and heating up. So I get sauna, cold shower, then I'm going to strap on a new continuous blood glucose monitor and start the test again tomorrow. So that's another thing. Tomorrow, uh, keep sending me food you want me to test because this really is fun for me. Uh, I like testing these foods. Um, I'm going to test beets tomorrow, which is going to be very, very difficult. Okay? So I'm testing beets tomorrow. That's going to be difficult because I need to take in somewhere between four and six cups. I'm not sure. But to get 50 grams of net carbohydrates from beets is a boatload of beets. So I'm going to eat a lot of beets tomorrow morning. Then the only other thing I think I'm going to test because it's a high lectin food and I'm interested to see how my immune system responds is beans. I think I would like to test black beans and I think I would like to test chickpeas. That said, I would never eat those foods without soaking them overnight. I just don't think beans belong in anyone's diet whatsoever anyway. But again, I kind of like testing things for post-workout or different little aesthetic things or just understanding how foods work. I'm not saying you should do things, but I'm a complete nerd. So um, I might test black beans. I might test chickpeas. Um, I might test chickpeas just because of foods like hummus. Like a lot of times I'll go to friends' houses and there's hummus there like at a dinner party or whatever. And I'm like, ooh, lots of lectins, you know? So I'm kind of interested in how chickpeas work. Anyway, just keep sending me ideas. I can't promise I'm gonna test your idea, um, but just keep sending me your ideas and maybe I'll do them if it's something that I, that I care about, right? Um, yeah, no, that's the thing, Mike. Beets are not all sugar. No, incorrect. That's why you'd need to eat like five cups of them to get 50 grams of net carbohydrates. They're actually mostly not sugar. You can extract beet sugar, and a lot of people will extract beet sugar the same, the same way people will extract coconut oil or MCT oil, or people will get vanilla extract, right? Like a vanilla bean. You probably have to kill a lot of vanilla beans to make vanilla extract in a little jar, right? Beets are not mostly sugar. They're actually very low in net carbohydrates, which is the reason why I need to eat like a giant amount of beets to try to get 50 grams of net carbohydrates. It's crazy, right? What else we got? I'm a little confused as to why you're eating 50 grams of these food. No, Kayla, you got to go back and watch the whole episode. You missed the whole episode then. You got you to gotta go back. I did multiple sections just on the 50 grams thing. So go ahead and go back. Yes, the hummus argument. Yeah, hummus, right? That's supposed to be just a crazy health food. So anyway, I'm interested in testing hummus, um, but I'm also like, you know, how much hummus? Hummus might not be that hard to hit 50 grams. But anyway, guys, send me the food you want me to test. And I can't promise I'll do them. Like all the people ask me to test beer. Not going to happen right? Not going to happen. It's just not a beneficial food. There's no way. I will say this. On Friday night, I had easily five glasses of dry farm wines and probably three white claws. I had a lot of drinks on Friday night and my continuous blood glucose, blood glucose monitor never went above 96. Okay. Now granted, not an accurate test because prior to that, like I said, I'd eaten a bunch of food. I had grass-fed steak. I had roasted Brussels sprouts. I had a full salad. We had the keto uh, coconut blondies recipe for dessert. I drank wine during the, while I was sitting at the table. So again, I had easily five glasses of dry farm wines, red wine, biodynamic wine, um, and a bunch of white claws. And again, that whole bolus of food, I never got above 96. Now, the other thing, I talk about the flatline. Guys, I'll regularly eat between a pound and a half to two pounds of fat and protein from animal products in a single sitting. And my blood glucose will never go above 96. 
It's just the proof is in the pudding. It's just, it's just bio. It's just simple biochemistry, everybody. Just simple biochemistry. I highly recommend you guys do this test. Do this test and tag Clovis. Tag I am Clovis. Tag me. I'll repost you on my Instagram. You want to get reposted on my Instagram account with 22,000 followers, whatever, then start testing yourself. Somebody please buy this thing and please test this. Don't tell me that I did this whole entire podcast, entire episode for nobody to go test themselves against some of their favorite foods, all right? Somebody pick up the torch on this, okay? What else we got? Super curious about bananas. Fitness influencers, magic fruit. Yeah, I have a feeling that bananas are actually gonna be far worse than blueberries, if I had to guess. Um, then again, maybe not, because blueberries are loaded with so much. Blueberries are always, and that's the thing, is blueberries are always pegged as being full of antioxidants. But you have to understand, the way the antioxidants and polyphenols work in the body is they elicit an immune response that your body has to adapt to. It's the same way that if you get a fever, your body adapts and makes all these different changes to try to lower that fever. Inflammation is created. If you twist your ankle, the body creates a bunch of inflammation, sends water to the site. There's all these adaptations. The body's literally just an adaptation machine. We give it inputs, whether it's a sprained ankle or a fistful of blueberries, and the body adapts, right? So. That's how antioxidants and polyphenols work. It's kind of like vaccines. You're giving yourself a little bit of poison so that the body has to adapt and become stronger. That's the argument behind antioxidants and polyphenols, okay? So it could be that blueberries are so loaded with these quote unquote antioxidants and polyphenols that maybe the immune response is actually more significant than bananas. I will test bananas. I kind of want to test plantains too, actually. But anyway, I got another 20 days of this thing so I can test whatever I want. It's just I'm eating an awful lot more carbohydrates. Also, just so you guys know, be aware. I understand the biochemistry and I understand the macros. So I'm adjusting my diet accordingly so that I don't gain body fat during this experiment because all I have to do is take that 50 grams of net carbohydrates, calculate out those calories, 200, grams of, uh, 200 calories, right? And I just need to subtract 200 calories from my fat macros and boom, I'll be pretty much at maintenance calories anyway. I don't really have to worry about fat gain. So I am adjusting for this stuff every day. What else we got? My Precision Extra arrived today. Yes, amazing. Danielle, I will be testing. Catherine, testing. Amazing. Share, 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 share. Tag I am Clovis, okay? What else we got? I can't test right now. I know you can't. If you do bananas, will you do both green and ripe ones? Nah, again, it's, it's one of those things, man, where it's like, I would really only test foods. I, and again, I don't think either of those foods should be staples, you know? And then the other thing with green bananas is how do you know? It can't be an exact science, right? So green bananas, you're never gonna know how many net carbohydrates you're eating. It'd be like if I did the potato trick and cooked potatoes, put it in the fridge overnight, pulled it out. Now I know there's more resistant starch in that potato. I don't know the net carbohydrates, all that stuff. Just, there's too many variables there. There's some foods that are just gonna be untestable. It's like the same way I can't test coconut milk. It's like, I don't see a real reason to test green bananas. I just don't. How many people eat green bananas? I mean, in some cultures, they eat green bananas, but what they do is they call them cooking bananas and they cut them up and they fry them in hydrogenated vegetable oils. That's how people eat cooked, eat cooking bananas, okay? So, um, I don't know. I probably wouldn't test green bananas. Probably not gonna test any like the green mangoes, green plantains, green bananas, none of that. I'm gonna test foods in their most common forms is what I think I'm gonna stick to, if that makes sense. Yeah, what else we got? I'm waiting a few weeks. All right, cool, wait a few weeks. Yeah, again, those of you that wanna jump in with Clovis, I would give it 30 days. And again, the Clovis Challenge is gonna launch on October 1st. 
um, in all the groups. Go to facebook.com slash group slash Clovis Academy. Join that today. And I'm going to be giving um, all these different promos for the Clovis Challenge as we get closer to October 1st. Tell you how to sign up. Tell you how to sign up your friends. I am Clovis members. You can actually make a commission on signing up your friends, but that's only for my paid I am Clovis members who have a custom nutrition plan. All sorts of stuff happening behind the scenes. The website's new. The homepage is new. The product pages are all going to be spruced up. Everything's getting new. Uh, lots and lots of stuff happening behind the scenes. It's really, really cool. What else we got? I'm about to pop out these twins any day. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, anybody have any questions or anything before we duck off here? It's getting really hot in front of this light. Whew, super hot. I think that's it. This is AMA number 82. Um, always here if you guys need me. You know where to find me. You know where to find me on the Instagram, on Facebook, at The Clovis Culture. YouTube, the YouTube channel is fantastic right now, by the way. Go check out all the playlists. All these AMAs get broken up into playlists on the YouTube channel. And there's a great playlist right now called Your Kids Are a Science Experiment that's broken down into five-minute videos. And I really think that you guys should share that with as many people as you can. Take the Your Kids Are a Science Experiment um, videos and post them on your school's PTA page. I'm telling you, this, this information has to get out, guys. Super important. Just the same way that I give you guys light bulb moments with glycemic index and glycemic load and immune response and all this stuff, we need to give other people who aren't in our little vacuum bubble, we need to give other people those same aha and light bulb moments. So anyway, this one went long. Thank you guys for hanging with me this long. I really appreciate it. I love you guys. Thank you for being here. And uh, I will see you tomorrow in the Facebook groups. You guys are awesome, right? I'm gonna shut it down. AMA number 82. Turn off the screens. Go get some deep quality sleep. I love you guys. I'll see you tomorrow.